the modules work it with that program <laughs> okay let's go welcome hello this is naturally healthy kids so this is just a bonus lesson that was inspired by a post that um, Nick put in the group so I'm just going to read what Nick said and then I prepared some thoughts of like my thoughts around my experience of raising hopefully naturally healthy kids but very much a work in progress um, and then yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there but if you're watching this replay and you know you do have some questions or something comes up for you just you know message me like post in the group or message me and let me know and you know happy to answer questions as we go so Nick had written um I was hoping for some advice on raising naturally healthy kids. My daughter is 13 and my son is 10. A few things worry me. One, we go, we don't have a lot of treats. So when we go places, they both go crazy, sometimes until they're both ill. I tried having more treats at home, but I don't think that was helping either. Two, my daughter has started to put on a lot of weight. She loves to bake and is very creative. We've talked about planning for a special treat a week that we can all enjoy together. But my mom pointed out the other day how much weight gain she's putting on, just like my mom always pointed out to me. And I felt so much guilt and shame because I'm supposed to be looking after her and keeping her healthy. I know I don't want to um, point it out to her as that was never helpful for me. So I'd love some advice on how to help them grow up with a healthy mindset and skip all the anguish I put myself through. I don't want to get... Um, my daughter to weigh herself every day which of course like I wouldn't recommend that either because um, when you're growing like it's meant to be going up um, but what parts of the program would be helpful um, we talk that, that we talk about that there's always more treats and we listen to our tummies grateful for any help um, so I guess in summary <laughs> like the two key things I want you to like that I think are, are really the kind of two guiding principles with this is one is like to be the example of like if because the biggest predictor of weight gain is or the, the, like the biggest predictor of whether children will be overweight is is like the adults in, in later life is their parents like that's that's the biggest thing so being the example for them and getting this sorted for yourself is the best thing you can do for your children because it's like if you like if we and like that's how they learn. Like they learn, we learn by imitating our parents. And so like that's the that's the first thing. And then the second thing, I think the biggest gift you can give your children is to give them this gift of learning to trust their instincts and to listen to their bodies. And if you do both of those things, that's that's enough. Like that will be enough to get them to a place where they're naturally healthy. I've got a heap of other ideas as well, but I think those two things, like because like learning to trust our bodies like there's there's so much that's not like anywhere that they, they're going to get that but if you can teach them that like that's going to serve them well through their lives um so yeah okay and then so that's like top level those two things like be the example teach them to trust themselves and then when I was reading through this um I, like the fir first thing that popped out about with me was like this thing about I've like I felt so much guilt and shame because I'm supposed to be looking after them and keeping them healthy and yeah of course that's like that's that's going to come up like and in, as parents like like anytime our kids are struggling with something of course like we we take that on and like and that, that's you know it's actually a beautiful thing but we want to have some self-compassion for that that guilt and shame that we're feeling and it's like you know of course we're feeling feeling that and like just being like just being kind to ourselves 
when we feel that like and not making ourselves wrong for, for feeling that because and just I think with all parenting it's like I'm totally not a parenting expert but like my thought is like always that I'm just doing the best I can and also that like I don't have to do it perfectly like that being the perfect parent isn't the goal like it's actually good for them to have some adversity to struggle like this is how teaching them life skills so just you know but but having that compassion with myself first is really important um yeah and and the other thing is like that I that I wanted to talk about the, from this was like like this idea of like like wanting our children to skip all the anguish and pain that we that we had like yeah of course we we want to do that and on some levels yeah of course like let's try and make their lives better than ours that make it easier for them but just knowing that it's actually okay for kids to like feel bad and to learn like that's part of life and that if we're able to um to be there with them and to like like help them learn to navigate that pain and anguish it's like that's way more powerful because like this is like life is like there's always going to be stuff that comes up in life so by us like being okay with them feeling some anguish and feeling okay and helping them like learn that meta skill of learning to um oh hey emma's joined us um learning that meta skill of learning to be okay with negative emotion like that's a really powerful lesson that we can teach our children as well and that tool so listening to our bodies and helping them learn to be okay with not being not feeling okay like so so powerful um so then then uh, yeah so i started with the um the be the example and i think like i just had that in my notes again so i'll just reiterate that like that that is that like if you're like the modeling healthy healthy eating like and having a healthy relationship with food even if it doesn't feel like they're getting it from you at the time like they're paying attention like they know they know what's going on like my kids like their teddies when they're playing games the teddies know that some of the teddies eat broccoli like like Jules does like and um yeah so it's like you know they see that they see me loving vegetables they see even so even though they don't love vegetables themselves like like they know that this is this is available to them and that and and also like when I think back about my childhood like I didn't love vegetables either like I hated peas like like you know I didn't really enjoy any of them whereas now I do so like I think that just having that trust is, is good as well that that you us being the example is is enough um okay then the next thing I thought about was like I think it's really important to create a safe space and also love and like accept them at every way so of course like like um like yeah of course like you're worried like when we're worried about our kids when they're putting on weight like we don't and we don't want them to have that yeah but we like I think we, it's important to just make sure that we're like being really um like making sure that we're, we're making it a safe space for it so that they're not ever feeling judged like like you were or like when your mom was calling it out to you to, to you and and really like going out of your way to make sure that they know like to communicate because of course you love and accept them in every way but also to like go like to make sure you're communicating that and you're not saying like I love and accept you in every way but just that you're showing your love and acceptance of them when they're failing when they're like you know like when they're just being them like that's a really that's a really beautiful gift and also 
I think like also think like what you're doing in terms of like having those conversations around listening to our tummies and always and that there's always more treats like that's amazing that you're already doing that so like that's creating a safe space and it's creating this like it's opening up the dialogue when I say create safe space just just open up like the the dialogue so that they uh, feel comfortable talking with you about this stuff um and just like of course we don't want to be like calling them out and say hey you're putting on weight let's do something about it but also we don't want to like just because I think the way that a lot of like kind of society is going at the moment is that we oh we just we don't talk about weight and we don't talk about like it's it's like it's so it's kind of like gone from pointing and shaming to just like not talking about it so I think we're like we want to find some middle ground where it's a safe space to have conversations around it um and okay and make it okay to talk about it and I like if it was me Nick and I had a daughter that was in that situation where and I would like I would when I felt like it was appropriate I would probably share some of my journey of like how I've changed and how like what you experience like when you feel like that's the right like thing to do like trust your judgment on that but I think you like when we share our struggles and how we've overcome them as parents like that's a very like that's a that that can be like showing showing that like you know approaching it from that place of like oh yeah look that used to be a problem for me like it's it can be build that empathy and create that safe space like for discussion to happen um okay the next thing I had like in terms of like naturally healthy club specific stuff like teaching them to enjoy proper meals and being intentional with their snacks and making intentional choices, all those things totally 100% apply to naturally healthy kids. Um, and one thing that's really helpful to know is that like we, as, as we're developing, we actually don't develop, finish, fully develop our prefrontal cortex until we're in our um, mid-20s. And so the thing is that so as your parent as a parent it's like our job to use our prefrontal cortex to help them um make those decisions so i didn't actually know that for a while and i um I like once didn't i'm probably gonna get it like taken away by child protection services but for telling you this but like i actually like once did an experiment with the boys so their grandmother sent always sends over when it's anyone's birthdays or christmas like heaps of like junk food so like potato chips and and cookies like and biscuits chocolate coated biscuits and things and so I just did like we called them granny snacks and so I just did an experiment with them for a couple of days where I was just like okay unlimited granny snacks like at afternoon tea time just have as many granny snacks as you want and I was like thinking oh surely they'll self-regulate and they'll stop but no they didn't and then I was then I learned, learned afterwards about that they didn't have a prefrontal cortex I was like right um so yeah don't do that <laughs> like it's definitely like important like for us to help them set those boundaries um although it can be I guess maybe having unlimited snacks was helpful in some ways um but you wouldn't want to have that every day like it's like because they don't have prefrontal cortex we like it's important for us to set the boundaries but within those boundaries we want them to feel like they have choice and abundance because we want to get avoid them feeling like they're in treat scarcity and that they're not having it like that they're not having any treats and if you you can notice like if your kids are going to parties and like overindulging like if my kids do that like when they they have done that I've like right that's a sign that they're not getting enough 
treats at home. So we need to like, and I've actually addressed that where we are having more treats at home so that they're not in that treat scarcity mindset so that when they go to a party, they're not like making themselves sick. Like they still go for the lolly jar. And I think like that's a, some people love sugar and that's their thing. So um, that can be a personality thing. Uh, but it's like, oh, hang on, if they are like doing it so much that they're making themselves sick, like let's make sure that's just a sign, like not no judgment, no shame, just like, yeah, that's a sign that maybe like we need to change our treat policy at home. Um, yeah, so enjoying proper meals, being intentional with snacks, so, so important. And I think like you know, so many kids these days, like they're just, parents are just shoving food, food at them and just like I think it's just setting like where they're grazing all day it's just like it doesn't help us as adults and it doesn't help us as children so like having proper meals um sitting down as a family and um and also making sure that like um yeah like if they are having like food between meals like if the boys like like last yesterday afternoon um, like we had afternoon tea, so the boys had a like a I make like ice blocks for them, like ice powder, like frozen. I don't know what you call them in other countries, but ice, you know, ice lollies. Um, and they'd had their mango ice block, and then Fimbo had, and they had some friends over for a play date, and Fimbo and Amelia were like, "Oh, we're still hungry." Uh, like they went off to play, and then they came back and they were we're still hungry, and so like they, I gave them a banana each, but I made them like I got them to sit down at the table with me while they had the banana. I didn't let them like play, so. Like when we're having treats, like we sit down and we focus on the food and then go off to play and we don't have any toys at the table so that we're like enjoying our meals, we're focusing on the food and we're making intentional choices. So, um, and what else do I want to say about that? Oh, yeah, and then we also like we, we talk about treats and so like if I'm saying no if they are like asking for something and I'm saying no, like if they know that granny's sent over some, some granny snacks and they want to have granny snacks, I never say like no, hard no. I'll be like, okay, not now because, you know, we're going to have dinner soon, but how about we'll have it for after as, as dessert or it might be not today because we're just about to have dinner and we're having ice cream tonight, but let's have granny snacks for afternoon tea tomorrow. So like always give them like, rather than saying no, I'm always saying no to treats. It's like when, like it's it's saying later to treats. And so we're like, we're coming up with a plan and they're, they're usually like, they're cool with that. Like if a, it's like, it's, it's not a drama. Um, they're like, oh yeah, okay, well I'll have it tomorrow. Cool, like that, that's, that's not a problem. Um, and oh yeah, so one thing that had come up in our family was for a while there, Fergal, who's my oldest, he was like sneaking food. Like he would go into the pantry and grab out the granny snacks and then eat them in his room. Um, or like it like wasn't last Christmas, but the Christmas before, like had made these like cookie decorations, start like little stars and put them on the tree. And he was like eating these stale stars, like would have been so gross, but he was sneaking them into his room and eating. So we had this problem with like sneaky eating. And so I was really like conscious around um, to, to solve that. Like we had a couple of conversations about how like first of all, not eating in your room because crumbs, but also like there's no, there's no ever any need to be like to hide food, like, and to have that. But like, of course, if you want to have, like, if you really want to have something, like let's have it out in the open and have it like in a way that where we can really enjoy it. And so it took a while, but I just, he, and there were quite a few times where I, he would 
go back to the sneaky eating. We had to have the same conversation. Um, but I was like, okay, what do you really want? And so we actually planned in for him to have the things that he wanted like during the course of the week and like at whatever times and uh, like it took a probably like maybe it was like three or four times where we are like okay let's plan these in to make sure you're not feeling like you're missing out like so feeling like he had that abundance feeling like he had agency and him helping me choose what he was going to have and when he was having it um and I think like that feeling of control and that oh yeah okay I am going to get to have what I want that stopped the sneaky behavior and that hasn't happened for probably a year so if that's something that comes up with your kids like that's just a, it's cool like I didn't shame him for it I didn't make him wrong for it um but I was like oh hang on there this isn't what we want to be doing like and explained why and then like we've got a plan so that we could be he could be intentional and feel like he wasn't missing out okay so next thing is like this skill of listening to their tummies. So of course, no clean plates. <laughs> um, never, I, like I never force them to finish their plate. Um, occasionally I will, like if you haven't touched anything and like, I'll be like, oh, you sure you don't want to, like I will be like, just check in with them. Are you sure you don't want some more? Like I kind of can't help myself, but yeah, no clean plates. So if they like and leave what they want. And the other thing we do, and this was from, um, this I got this from a book by um, a lady called Ellen Sutter and it was called like how to get your kid to eat but not too much and her whole philosophy was as parents it's our job to provide like age-appropriate nutritious food for them um, and then as kids it's their job to decide what to eat and how much to eat so you give them the idea is that you give them the opportunity but then like let them choose what and how much based on like learning to trust themselves um, and one of the things that I got from that book was that she um, recommended like just having all the food out at the at meal times and so if you are if they are going to be having if dessert's an option then the dessert gets served at the same time and so you never make them finish their plate their, their main course so that they can have dessert because that's just setting them up so what we do is like the boys have chocolate every night um after like with their dinner so I give them like square of dark chocolate each and so they have that at the table and there, there have been so many nights where Fimba's just eaten his chocolate and just eaten and like hardly touched anything else but and but it's like that's fine if that's what he wants to do um and that's like so that just just trusting that they like by giving them that opportunity that they're going to learn to self-regulate and they do like um the only thing I don't do so if we like if we've got guests over and we're having dessert afterwards, then I don't serve the dessert in the middle of like at the same time, but I just remind them, Hey, you know, we're having dessert later. So make sure you save space. We had that conversation about saving space in your tummy for dessert. And we do that on Sunday nights as well. So Sunday nights we, we have ice cream and they, they usually have ice cream as well on Saturday nights. And so yeah, like we have that conversation, like we're having ice cream tonight. So, you know, make sure you save space stomach bakes and on Sunday night like that's exactly what Fimba did like there was we had steak and chips and he like had had his steak um had some chips and then like he was like oh, I'm gonna like save space for ice cream and then he actually had his ice cream and he didn't finish it all he was like oh no that's enough like and so he gave the rest to the the chook like went to the chooks the chickens um so this skill like I think it's so important like just trusting that their bodies know and like our their, their nutritional requirements are very different to ours because they've got 
like all this growth happening and also because like everything works really well when you're a kid like you don't have like your insulin sensitivity is good like there's all these things that happen as you age like they gut health like you know these guys are like regular like really healthy foods um so like all those things like so they actually don't need as many micronutrients and things that it's not so important getting the fiber it's not so important when you're young as when you're old so like don't yeah like trust get them to trust their, their, their tummies and also don't worry about it they're not eating that many vegetables like it's not the end of the world like um i really believe that like kids like have that hesitancy around eating vegetables for a reason and so like don't there's no need to like micromanage it like trust but of course give them the opportunity but um but don't like force it on them um and also the thing with children is like I think I've noticed in my boys like they tend to go like their appetite isn't is like really variable and they like I think they you know they have those growth spurts where they do like they'll get hungry and you're like oh my goodness how much food are you eating but if you just like trust them and let them self-regulate like yeah they might put on some weight but then often that that like you'll look at them and they're like oh my goodness like you know they've just grown three inches like like so just trust that the, their bodies know what's best for them. Um, and also the other thing with children is I think it, you know, it is good for them to have some padding. So um, like, cause then, you know, if they do get sick, like they, they can waste away really quickly. So I, I actually prefer like, like I prefer to feel leaner myself, but I don't worry about my boys being a bit more, more chunky. Um and the other thing with listening to our tummy is like is to have conversations around what happens if you don't listen to your tummy and like we like have those those conversations and like I like if you can see like if there's a show that they love or something like that and there is someone who's like there's this show called Toebots and there's this um, guy Mr Dillick who's a like massive glutton <laughs> glutton he's always he's, like eating in his sleep that kind of thing and of course he's really round in the show so we talk about well Mr Dillick doesn't listen to his tummy and look like you know look what happens to him like and like it's not in a judgmental way or a shaming way it's just like kind of like the facts of life um so yeah, listening to listening to their tummies so so big. Um, the next thing is like prioritizing protein and trusting their um, internal nutrition comfort. So I like I, I do have conversations with them around how important protein is. Um, and that's the only thing I do. Like if they haven't had their sausages, I'll be like, oh, come on, you know, you don't you want some muscles? Are you sure you don't want more? Um, but we ha- like, and we've ha- I've had that conversation with them that like they need protein to build muscle. And because like I've got boys, like that they that for a while they weren't so into the muscle thing, but now like they're getting more into it. Um, so I'm not sure how that would go down with girls, but I think like maybe you know that that, that protein helps them keep them like helps them build build healthy bodies might be might be the way with girls but just the importance of protein and and how protein keeps you feeling satisfied maybe have that having that conversation um like it's going to feel give you good energy um and i already mentioned the thing about like i don't force vegetables on them because kids have just different nutritional requirements and i think like I still have issues from being forced to eat peas when I was a kid. Like I can eat them now, but I still struggle with it. Um, so I, I think it's more helpful to to not force that than it is to force it because them eating a few peas isn't really like going to give them that many micronutrients. Um, and it's just like a, it just sends that, that, that wrong message and you don't want to like 
and also like they're they're recognizing that their their taste buds are very different as well because they're so sense like because they're all new and young like they're way more sensitive so like things that taste bitter like a little bit bitter and in a good way for us like broccoli like that can be overpowering for children and also remembering that um that like everyone's taste buds are different too so we all have different sensitivities to sweetness and bitterness and acidity and all the things so just because you think something tastes nice doesn't mean as that anyone else is having that same experience so it's important to like i think be respectful of their tastes as well um yeah of course like in terms of um you know how we talk about food like i you know i don't ever like talk about good food or bad food or healthy food or not healthy food um I, like i don't set them up with that dichotomy of food and don't set them up with this whole food moralizing we talk about treats and and that and i do talk about like how sugar you know it doesn't it just gives you energy and it doesn't give you like other like other benefits whereas you know other food gives you like protein gives you um build, helps you build muscles and gives you other other benefits um but i don't we don't like shame sugar or make it bad or like any of that that sort of stuff um i do give them supplements just because um i was like i kind of figure like why not um so they take like a kids multivitamin like these little gummy things and i also give them fish oil so i get, actually give them lots of fish oil so I give them like four capsules of like these kids fish oil supplements because there's so much research around fish oil and brain development and um and also like and even like studies where there's been like kids that have only like it was like a three-month study and they gave one group of kids fish oil supplements and the other didn't and then they looked at and then they, like they did a follow-up like it was like a year or a couple of years later and um and the kids that had had the fish oil had like less learning difficulties and like I can't remember what else it was, but they'd had like better cognitive function than the kids who hadn't had the fish oil, even though the study was only for three months. And it was, and I think it was like eight, um, like the incidence of ADHD maybe. I can't remember what it, what it was, but yeah, fish oil, brain development, really important, happy to invest in it. So it might be something you want to consider, but of course you don't have to. Um, so that's like kind of the nutrition piece, like no bad foods. Or the other thing I do with them is I do give them fruit at dinner time. So because they're not so into the vegetables and I like want them to be like experiencing whole, like, you know, eating proper, like whole food. Um, so I started like, rather than pushing the vegetables is like, I cut up some fruit for them because they love fruit and it's like, it's an easy, like it's not a self to get for them to eat fruit. Like so they're, they're naturally loving it. Um, so like last night I cut up an apple and they just had, had some apple and I served that you know with them with the meal or like be whatever fruit we've got I'd like give them fruit every night rather than so they're getting some fresh stuff they're getting some micronutrients um, from food rather than getting it from the vegetables okay next thing is create food abundance so what I mean by that is we want like abundance is really like a mindset thing it's like how you're thinking about food because of course we live in like uh, like no very few of us ever experience food scarcity in a real sense these these days but there can be food scarcity thinking and particularly in families like you know everyone knows like big families that there was always that competition so people eat really fast so that they could get more like get the left the the seconds so I'm really conscious of that and I make sure that there's no competition so that everyone gets their fair share. So if um, if we've got, like last night, um, 
Was that last night? Yeah, like last night. Um, I cooked like burrito bowls. So we had like there was meat and um, then I was having it with lettuce leaves and the boys were having it with tortillas. And so like I made sure like when Fergal was going back for seconds, I made sure that um, I asked him by like, do you want more? And so I made sure I saved enough for him to have seconds um, so that no one was feeling left out. Um, and I have to do the same with Glenn as well, <laughs> my husband. Um, yeah, so I think that's really important, making sure everything one gets their fair their share. And the other thing I do with in terms of creating food abundance is no matter how much they've eaten, I always offer more food at the end of the meal. So when they've like taking their plates into the kitchen, I'll just check in and say, hey, you know, have you had enough? Are you sure you've had enough? Um, and sometimes they, they do go, oh, actually, no, I want some more. And then we'll, you know, I'll find something else for them to eat. But I want them, I, I never, I want to approach it from, like them feeling like never feeling like I'm trying to withhold food from them. So I think, and I particularly, and like they're both pretty chunky. So like, I think that's, that's really important. If you've got someone that you are worried about them, like with the weight thing to like, for you not to be like, Oh, I don't think you should have that. Like making sure that you're like, yeah, like I trust your body. You, you can trust your body there's an abundance of food like you're not ever going to go hungry and in that book that I read I think like that that was one of the biggest things that she said like when parents stop try like withhold food or even just have any kind of scarcity mindset in because they want their kids to lose weight it just totally like backfires and causes like all the problems and then if they get into that cycle of because so the kids are like feeling scarce around food and so then they're like going after like sneaking and like finding ways to or go when they're at a party they're overeating because they're like feeling like I'm not getting enough so we want to feel like yes there's an abundance of food there's abundance of treats and like we trust your body you can trust your body um uh, next one is like to help them feel their feelings so that's a big one as well like being okay with their negative emotion and so you know um that that skill in, in parenting of like helping them learn like just you know what are you feeling and being curious with them I think is so so important and also never shaming their emotions so rather than like if somebody and, and this is like I did this class on shaming. I'm going to do a lesson on shaming as well. Unshaming. Um, it's really powerful stuff. But it's like us being okay with essentially it's like us being okay and not judging them, like regardless of what they're feeling. And particularly like for me, how this has played out is like with anger and like Virgo, my oldest one, he has like a bit of a fiery temper. So like being really calm and not getting like not judging him for getting angry. Like, and sometimes like he gets angry about stuff that like feels really inappropriate. Um, and I've just been like really accepting of his anger and getting like bringing the curiosity with, with to this anger, like, oh, okay. And asking like, um, so like not, but, but like, and helping him to harness the anger in an appropriate way. So rather than bashing his brother, which of course he wants to do, like, like talk, having that conversation when he's calmed down okay like well like next time you're feeling that like how can you harness it in a like how can you express that anger without hurting Fimba and um and the other thing with yeah and then also like not shaming him for it like it's like okay the anger is like getting curious like the anger is here to show us like there's something that like you're like it's here for a reason it's here to show us 
Um, so like having that that conversation with him and asking him what it's like, like when you feel like, because when we get curious and we like, you, you can ask him what it's like, that's like the complete opposite of telling him to stop. And then you can like together, you can figure out, oh, okay, well, it's because like, you know, your friends at school, this happened or whatever, like the anger's coming from this or Finbar had done something like, you know, so bringing that curiosity and not bringing shame to it is, is really powerful. Um, also teaching them self-compassion, of course, too. Like, yeah, like that thing of like, yeah, like, you know, of course I'm feeling angry because my brother's crazy, drove me crazy. Or of course I'm feeling disappointed because I just got this test result at school, like whatever it is, like so, like so helpful. I wish my mama had taught me that. Um, and the other thing with helping them feel their feelings is like to encourage, like give them time for unstructured play, which I guess is your, yours are a bit older, Nick, but so it's like giving them space to soothe themselves and so encouraging like because they're kind of like going from like what because play is like essentially how kids soothe themselves and self-regulate so if they're like if they've got time for unstructured play that's how they can they they soothe themselves so as your kids get older it's like still encouraging that they have that time and that space for activities that that soothe them so you know, as they're moving from play they're going to have hobbies and things and so what can you do to encourage that they have some self-soothing time like I wouldn't call it self-soothing but like some some time for them to to decompress um, and do things that feel good to them um, so encourage like their hobbies if they're into painting or whatever it is like if your daughter's creative like what else can she do like of course the baking's great but what else could she be doing that's going to be soothing for her and maybe like you know she's the coloring I don't know what what teenage girls do these days but you know music whatever it is like so, like really important um and then my final thing is just like that you don't have to do this perfectly like the fact that we um, we care and the fact that we're like being intentional and we're doing our best like that's enough and I really believe that like that's our job as parents is to like yeah of course do the, the best that we can and we are going to do it imperfectly but our imperfection is like that's every, like we all learn through adversity and like that's our imperfections and the way that we fail that's giving our children the lessons that that are, are going to make them 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 and it's like so it's all going to work out okay in the end basically okay oh I haven't I didn't see the chat okay Emma um if they don't eat dinner do they have ice cream yeah sorry Emma I didn't have the chat open so I missed missed this yeah absolutely so if if it's Sunday night and it's like if it's ice cream night and they don't have even touched a single scrap of anything they still have their ice cream of course if they ask for more ice cream they're not getting any more ice cream like they're having their one scoop but um yeah like that I think that and that's so that's creating like it's like yeah like it just gives them that authority and also like it teaches them to like 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 to listen to their body and that, and also like this idea that it's like the treats aren't bad as well like no bad foods so excellent okay does that did you guys have any questions or has anything come up play yeah I have a couple of questions excellent uh, let's see where what was I thinking um oh yeah okay so what does an abundance of treats look like well, it's, it's, it's like, it's the mindset as well. So like, I think um, for me, 
it's like chocolate every day so that they're having having that and they also have like afternoon tea like something sweet in their lunchbox um but that like though like I make make those so yeah they've got sugar in them but it's not like they're having like granny snacks like like occasionally I'll send them some granny snacks but it's like what um and and then like we have like ice cream like at least they usually have it twice a week so um yeah yeah like that that's what it is in our house and that feels like a good balance um what are the things that um you said they have like a sweet treat for afternoon tea what what types of things like are you talking like little muffins or something yeah yeah like I make muffins I make banana this week it was banana bread sometimes it's brownies like yeah okay yeah 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 okay because um yeah we tried (laughs) tried doing like a treat jar at one stage where they all had like their own yeah um, right for them to kind of like um regulate if they wanted like to eat it all at once at once they could or if they wanted to share it out for the week they could but I I don't know I didn't stick with that I wasn't sure whether that was helpful helpful or not helpful I don't know yeah yeah, well, I think like given that they don't have a prefrontal cortex, yeah. they, like they they can't really. I don't think that's I think that's that, a bit yeah. too much like to ask them to regulate like yeah during the week. So I'd probably like I'd think about like yeah, like maybe it's like they have like new like whatever that was in that jar. Like you give them some of that every day. I think like having something every day is really is important. Um, Yeah, and also like Nick, like not being afraid of like you not being afraid of it as well. Terrified. <laughs> yeah. So let's <laughs> let tell me about that. Like, oh, I think I think my um, big thing is that we we like I grew up in a household of, of no treats. Yeah. Um, and you know we were. I mean, I'm 42, so it's like the Weight Watchers era, you know, where it was all that really bland um microwave veggies and you know uh, yeah. if there was cordial, it was like <laughs> low jewel cordial which oh. I actually really love water because I never I just would not drink it um but yeah so there was no treats every now and then my dad would bring home like a block of chocolate and it was like on for young and old you know like if you didn't eat it all then you weren't getting it like <laughs> and so I guess um, my biggest thing with this is like, oh, I just don't know whether I trust myself. But some of the good things have been like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Like maybe I'm not doing as badly as I thought I was. Definitely there we go. That's a great thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely room for improvement. But, but yeah, I just had this feeling like I don't trust myself to do this right. Right. Okay. I don't have my note. So that thought, I don't trust myself to do this right. There's like two parts of that. I don't trust myself and also that there is a right and a wrong way. Mm. So how would you feel about like just like approaching from that, like like you don't have to do it right. Like whatever you do is enough and that you're doing the best like you can. And like, yeah, yeah like and you like it's it's not ever going to be perfect. Like there's always going to be. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like such a bad thing to make a mistake with. Oh, right. Why? Why is that, me? Well, I just think like 
uh, I don't know, I suppose I think about um, like my own journey, like I said to you before, I kind of want to skip that for them. And I know what you're saying about like adversity Perhaps. and what have you, but it's like, oh, I just wish I could have grown up with yeah. just a more uh, healthy mindset. Yeah. You know, and like, um, yeah, I don't know, like I, I am okay with them um, facing advers- adversities, but I also kind of feel like, oh, if they can just be a little, if they can just have a little bit more of a healthy mindset around this, they're going to save themselves a lot of time and anguish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what if that, like, instead of thinking, I don't want to mess this up, thinking, like, I'm, I'm, I am making their lives better. Like, I am going to improve their mindset. Like, I'm approaching it from a completely different way to how my mom taught, like, how, my, how I was parented. So I am going to, I am making it different. I am making it easier for them. Yeah. So, like, how does that feel if you think I, I, I am making it easier than I had it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I suppose that's, and that's, I suppose, what I wanted to get out of this, like some, because um, I actually, before I started, kind of set up my little mind map. <laughs> right fantastic <laughs> of, of what I what I wanted to get and one of the the sections was like thoughts that will help me be balanced about this yeah yeah great that you had that yeah 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 um and uh, yeah just that uh, I feel um confident in something it's like we we always sit down at the table um oh sure you can't ever say always but yeah, mostly yeah, like course. that's yeah yeah not yeah. A, yeah that's not a, a a big problem for us um but yeah it was and my kids will even eat vegetables like actually my son's favorite um uh, is your like uh pan fried broccoli <laughs> oh my goodness like he loves it Right. Yeah. Right. Right. He loves it, but they're a bit okay. older too. You yeah, know, like yeah. I, I definitely, as they get older, their their taste buds do change. Change. Yeah. 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 And also, it changes all the time. I remember when they were younger, like they go through these stages of wanting to eat just plain pasta. Like I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> they're just like nothing on it, just plain pasta. And then they go through phases of eating, you know, a uh, like a variety of things now they're pretty good they'll eat chili they'll eat all sorts of things but they're just that bit older um but yeah the the bit yeah so I felt and we have talked a little bit about that whole learning to listen to your yeah, body yeah it was really uh I think for me it's around that food abundance and like okay. that big question for me was what does an abundance of treats look like like I can't work that out myself (laughs) like because that kind of frightens me a little bit you know if I give them I don't don't know it's not that you're not it's not that you're not necessarily giving them like treats all the time and like but it's like that they feel like they that they have access to treats so I just like are they like are they having like what like what are they having in terms of treats at the moment so we, <laughs> I don't know if this is good either, but we have this little routine where, because they um, start doing their own washing. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, 
you know, sort of. <laughs> um, and so we we have this routine on a, a Sunday night where we all sit down and we might watch a show and fold washing and then we have a fancy ice cream. Like that's the kind of... It's kind of the package of our, our routine. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's a bad um, using food as a bit of a reward there. I don't know, but well, it's nice, like no, like like yeah, like creating yeah. Emma said creating memories. Like no, I wouldn't see that as bad. And like so, you've got ice cream on on your watching folding day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's kind of the package, the routine. We watch a show yeah. together, we fold, and and then we have like a fancy ice cream. <laughs> yeah fantastic yeah and that's it um but yeah so that's once a week and actually there's probably not a lot else which is probably answering the question of why they go a bit mental when because you know I, I know that other kids uh not all but I know a lot of kids lunch boxes would be full of lots of package things, stuff yeah lots of package stuff um every now and then I will get them um sort of some package stuff for their their lunch boxes but I'm I don't know not super they have a little bit like they might I don't know I don't know the answer is uh probably not enough planned stuff I think is what I'm kind of I like that idea of them having like maybe we've made brownies that week or yeah you know because that kind of puts in like like my daughter's love of baking, baking. yeah she, yeah you know yeah. this is this is a task I could offload which I would happily do so uh, yeah <laughs> and and it's not something that's I don't know because I always think like you know there's bars and stuff uh not and like we've done that before, like uh, no no judgment, but but they're not actually that satisfying. Like they're not. Yeah, where it's know, a homemade thing, yeah, it's so much more yeah, satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I'm not again, I'm not judging anyone who does that or anything. But what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is, I, I I think it's the sugar without the enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. So like the let's get the yeah. you've got a baker in the house, so like yeah, yeah that's that right. Would be, yeah, like, I think like yeah, and then they're having something every day. Yeah, that's enjoy. Yeah, because I think enjoyable. it's that maximizing that that pleasure. pleasure that I yeah, think's... yeah. Okay, so I... yeah, I think that was the big. That's the sneaking food is a bit of a problem too. Okay, so that's a sign, which yeah. sort of like you know this is obviously the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was my other question. Was like, um, what is that food? That sneaking food. Because I know Emma said she was having the same problem as well. That sneaking food conversation. What were you saying? Why that's not great? Like, what? How does that conversation go? I suppose. Oh, okay. So the conversation went like, like we don't want to sneak food because, like, you don't want to be eating in your room because it's like messy. We could get mice, it's crumbs, like all that that sort of stuff. But also, like that, it's like, like I was framing it in that, like, there's no need to to sneak like it's no need to hide this like it's okay to want this stuff and Mm. it's safe to want this stuff but and let's in like let's be open about it like there's no need it was basically that there's no need right was like the downside yeah like I didn't explain about how yeah like I just considered think there's no need for this like it's not how it's or it's not helpful like so can your kids um 
just access things or no? Like if well, physically like, they can. So like um like they you know they can go into the pantry and, and get stuff out. Like I don't have mm. anything locked up, but they don't they don't like since Fergal stopped this food sneaking, they don't do that because like they don't need to, like because they know like yeah. they're having they 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 know it's there, but they don't need to because they know that they're gonna have whatever. They can whenever. have it, yeah. 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 Yeah, the, yeah, exactly, Emma. So, like, like, and we've just like that's part of our culture, is it? That it's our meal time. I, 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 I serve the food at meal times. Like, we eat at meal times, or, or we have yeah at, at afternoon tea. Like, when we have our afternoon tea snack, like that's when we eat. So we're not like randomly going to the pantry to grab things. So your afternoon tea does that look? So afternoon tea in my place is. I don't know. Like the kids are just grabbing stuff. Does your afternoon tea? Is it more of an event, like that you might sit down and eat it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it's warm, then okay. we'll sit outside. Because we definitely at, don't do that at the outdoor table, or like it was really cold here yesterday, so we sat at the dining table. Or sometimes we'll sit on the floor and have a picnic. But it's yeah, yeah. I'm like so done when I get home from work. I right, of course. Yeah. Well, that. yeah. Like, and you just because you like we do that doesn't mean that you have to. Like, if you if no, I know, but I I I see how that kind of creates a space for that snack like my 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 kids would be just accessing stuff and probably like sitting you know they might go and sit in front of the tv or they might you know yeah right yeah so like that i can see how that creates a, a space and a and a container for it yeah um yeah and emma's asked yeah. like if so if they ask for food that's not an intentional snack do you give them like no so that's when i'll be like no like we'll wait until later and if they like they've like I'll I won't say no now not now like I won't say no but I'll say le- like later and we'll like I'll think of an appropriate time of like okay you can have that tomorrow or whatever like it is and if they want like more food than their like their snack or their like ice cream then like then I like if they want more ice cream sometimes I like I will give them more ice cream but if they're generally it's like well if you're still hungry like you know there's some sausages there's some cashews like like they're not having more sugar it's like there's that kind of there's a boundary around the quantity yeah yeah I think that's the where I needed to sort of understand it Mm. yeah yeah so it's like it's abundant but you're not it's not a free fall yeah exactly that's it that's it yeah yeah but it's really like how they're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and I just want to answer Emma's question. If they don't want to eat anything on the table, do you cook them something else? No. <laughs> so I always make sure that there's something appropriate. So like, 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 like they, I know that they'll like the fruit that they're going to have on the table. They'll, I know that they'll like their chocolate and like I always have like, you know, rice or wraps or bread or potatoes or something that they will like. But if they screw their nose up at it, I'm, I'm like, no. I, very occasionally if I've cooked something that I'm like, oh, actually that's fair enough that, that you don't like that, then I'll get some sausages out or some cashews or whatever or give them peanut butter and apple. But um, most of the time, Emma, if they don't like it, it's like, you know, too bad <laughs> like wait till wait till the next meal like it's yeah yeah 
So do you feel, Nick, like that that we've got your mindset stuff straight? Like sounds like yeah, yeah. I I feel a bit more clarity around. It's definitely the food abundance thing, um, and I think because I was just so inexperienced with that because we did not have a food abundance. Yeah, yeah. And we had a very we had I had sort of identified that. We, I grew up in a very competitive food, competitive environment because we didn't have many things. And when it came in, it's like you yeah, just had to course. consume as much of it as you could. Otherwise, it wasn't going to be gone. there later. Yeah. 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 So, so I have tried um, if we bake biscuits or something, dividing them into like four so that great, everybody great, in the yeah. family has their share. But yeah. I just, yeah, I just wasn't really sure how to play it, to be honest. No, it sounds Same. like you're doing a lot of good things already, Nick. Yeah, I think it's just a treat. I think we just need to come up with a bit of a treat plan. I think, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, including everything. And if you can get them into dark chocolate, like I started mine with like dark chocolate that was like 50% sugar, but now they, they have like 70% cocoa solid chocolate yeah. and they, they love it. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and then, so then they're feeling like they're having chocolate every day. It's like, oh, yum. Like, like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely what I need to, to look at. Cause I know, cause I've got all these really specific questions about it, but it's, you know, like when you were saying that one square, square of dark chocolate, I'm thinking, is it the lint dark chocolate? Like the big, you know, like, and I just know that it's just, I don't feel very confident in that area. Yeah, and that's okay. Like you're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. So, do you, how old do- are your kids, Emma? It's a it's a good question. Yeah. Oh, oh there we go. Same, same yeah. age. Yeah. yeah. So, Emma, did you have any other questions? Like, how are you feeling about this? All good. Okay. Yeah, but I think like just Nick, that 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 thought around like. I'm terrified I don't want to mess this up like I don't want to get this wrong like we want to just look at look at that and just whatever I'm doing is going to be an improvement on what I what I had growing up yeah 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 cool cool and like do you feel like like your belief that they can regulate their own themselves like in terms of like the quantity of food, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like they could learn to. Yeah, great. At the moment, I think we are in that very much in that scarcity. So, yeah, and great. also that was the other thing that I thought too. Even though we've talked about um, listening to your tummies and things like that, I definitely have become because of that guilt shame of getting this wrong and and hearing my mum say you know yeah like that really like leveled it up (laughs) um I I definitely I think I don't think I've ever said no to seconds but I think I've probably been a little bit like they would have been able to read me that I was like are you sure kind of thing so, so yeah, I want you to really yeah. internalize it. It's like it's kind of counterintuitive, but the yeah. more you are permissive in this, the more abundant that you feel, then the the less they'll actually eat. Yeah, so the, which I know more, to be true for myself. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, yeah, like I, you, I, yeah. I just, I 
actually just needed that pointed out because um yeah, yeah. like and even no, if I'm going to like, do the check-in like have you had enough as yeah, opposed like, to give them the opportunity are you sure you have haven't had enough? Enough? you know yeah you sure you you're not eating too much that, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right that's yeah. right and some days yeah. they'll be like eating so much and you'll be like oh my goodness like this feels weird but they show you yeah. like and just but just trust that their bodies are there their bodies want to be healthy like ours do yeah. And the more we like, yeah, like have that abundant mindset for them, like and trust mm. that, the easier it's going to be. Yeah, I, that's definitely so true. Because I actually remember at the start of the program going through that, like this sudden realization that when I was allowed to have, I can't even remember what it was now, that actually it wasn't even that interested. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you have permission, kind of drove the cravings. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about, like if your daughter loves baking, like um, setting her up so that she's not licking stuff and like like getting her to be intentional about how she wants to go, like getting her to think through, okay, do you want to be tasting the mixture? Like, and if you do, like doing it in an intentional way rather than like scoffing it all like I used to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that might be more challenging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just like just asking her like how she wants it like what does she want it to be like do you want to be licking the mixture all the time great if you want to lick all the beaters and bowls cool but like let's yeah. like helping her make a conscious choice around it yeah yeah I agree with you Emma <laughs> yeah they learn from experience rather than being nice yeah. so good excellent okay well, we might wrap up there yeah so thanks for inspiring this session Nick it was really good to like I've been thinking about it for like since we set it up like just like yeah cool so yeah let me keep me posted on how you're getting on with that and we can always have a follow-up if we need to and same Emma with you like as you're going and applying this like if, if more stuff comes up let me know because we could always catch up again yeah yay thank you okay. thank you very much yeah enjoy the rest of your day you too